For our scripture reading, we turn to Lamentations chapter 3. Read the first 36 verses of Lamentations chapter 3. I am the man that hath seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He hath led me and brought me into darkness, but not into light. Surely against me as he turned, he turneth his hand against me all the day. My flesh and my skin hath he made old. He hath broken my bones. He hath builded against me and compassed me with gall and travail. He hath set me in dark places as they that be dead of old. He hath hedged me about that I cannot get out. He hath made my chain heavy. Also when I cry and shout, He shutteth out my prayer. He hath enclosed my ways with hewn stones. He hath made my paths crooked. He was unto me as a bear lying in wait, and as a lion in secret places. He hath turned aside my ways and pulled me in pieces. He hath made me desolate. He hath bent his bow and set me as a mark for the arrow. He hath caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my reins. I was a derision to all my people and their song all the day. He hath filled me with bitterness. He hath made me drunken with wormwood. He hath also broken my teeth with gravel stones. He hath covered me with ashes, and thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forget prosperity, and I said, My strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering mine affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. He sitteth alone, 
and keepeth silence, because he hath borne it upon him. He putteth his mouth in the dust, if so be there may be hope. He giveth his cheek to him that smiteth him. He is filled full with reproach. For the Lord will not cast off forever. But though he cause grief, yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. For he doth not afflict willingly nor grieve the children of men to crush under his feet all the prisoners of the earth, to turn aside the right of a man before the face of the Most High, to subvert a man in his cause, the Lord approveth not. So far we read from the, from the Holy Scriptures this morning. And in connection with the Lord's Supper this morning, the text is verse 24. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. Dearly beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, this book was written, said to be said to be written by the prophet Jeremiah. So that Jeremiah, who was guided by the Spirit to write the book of Jeremiah, also uh, said to have been guided to write this book referred to as lamentations and to lament is to lament is to sorrow to mourn to express sorrow and this was written after Jerusalem had been destroyed and the temple had been burnt many people had died God's people now in, in, had been taken into captivity and the temple of God burnt. Repeatedly, God had spoken about the judgment that would come. And the people were called to repentance. But many did not heed the call to repent and to believe. And then this Judgment came in the days of Jeremiah. And he speaks in detail in the book of Lamentations about that judgment. He speaks of how the people are to turn to God. They're to see their sins. As they see this judgment that has come upon them, that they are to consider their sins that have been pointed out to them again and again that they're to turn from those sins, turn from those sins to God, trusting in him, believing in him. He is merciful. He's merciful and gracious. And in this section, in the book of Lamentations, around the middle of the book, 
This is a section that is often quoted. As one reads through, if you read through the whole book, from five chapters, and read repeatedly about the, the, the judgments, that the, the, what has come upon the, 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 the Jews, in this central section, there is a reference to God's mercy and the importance of God's people turning to him who is merciful and gracious, knowing that he chastens us in love. He will not cast off forever, that in his love he chastens us, he disciplines us. And it's in this section in which it is said, it's of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They're new every morning. And great is thy faithfulness. Then we have the words of the text here. The Lord, Jehovah, is my portion. Seth my soul. We confess that. We say that in our soul. Jehovah is my portion. In whatever trials we face, in whatever difficulties we're going through. And certainly that's a, an important theme in this book because it speaks of the great difficulties that God's people were going through at this time and the importance of them having their mind fixed on Jehovah and his mercy and to confess Jehovah is my portion I have Jehovah God is my God he's my portion he is with me he will never leave me nor forsake me he chastens in love I will hope in him I will wait upon him and as we come to the Lord's Supper, our mind is directed to the sacrifice of Christ. When we read of the judgments that have come upon the, the people, our mind is directed to the judgment, that, the punishment that Christ suffered. We think of how great our sins and miseries are. And rather than the they go unpunished. He hath punished the same. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who suffered in our place. And the Lord suffers to direct our attention to that. To his death. And also what the Spirit is doing within us. What Christ is doing within us by his Spirit. That we eat Christ's body we drink his blood we are in Christ we have fellowship with Christ we have fellowship with God God is with us he is nourishing us caring for us and we who partake of him confess we're satisfied we're content we have all that we need. 
We consider this passage under the theme, The Lord is My Portion. We consider, first of all, our portion, secondly, our confession, and thirdly, our hope. That Jehovah is our portion is, is something that's confessed repeatedly in the, in the Psalms, for example. The 16th Psalm, the 73rd Psalm, the 142nd Psalm, for example. Repeatedly in the Psalms, we, we sing of this. That he's our, our portion, he's our inheritance. In fact, Jeremiah was the son of Hilkiah. And that name, Hilkiah, has that idea in it, which means something like, Jehovah is my portion, or portion of Jehovah. This is, this is in line with what was said to Aaron, the, the priest. And Jeremiah was of the line of the, of the priest. But it was said to Aaron, the, to the priest, that they weren't going to have a portion of land, a section in the promised land the way the other tribes did. Instead, it says, it says, they shall have no inheritance in their land, neither shall thou have any part among them, I am thy part. That's what was said to Aaron. I am thy part and thine inheritance among the children of Israel. That was Numbers 18, verse 20. And that directs us to consider the covenant. We are said to be Jehovah's portion. Jehovah's portion is his people. We are his people. Jehovah is said to be our portion. He is our God. The relationship between Christ and his church, he is our husband. We are the members of his body. We have communion with God, covenant fellowship with God. And with him, we're to be content. And certainly that is a theme here. Because as you read about all, all, what, they, what Jeremiah was living through, and then to confess, I have Jehovah God. We are to be content, happy, having him. Many seek happiness apart from him. They'd rather, they don't want to be where the word is read or where the word is rightly explained or with people that will bring up the word. They'd rather not be with those people. 
They'd want to be where the word isn't mentioned at all, or when people mention it, that they don't explain it rightly. They'd rather, they feel they'll be happy, happier if they are far away. And they go to, they look at possessions, and as if having more possessions, or whatever kind of possessions they, they set their hearts on. If they could have more of this or more of that, they'll be happy. They have various pleasures on their mind. If they do this, if they do that, they'll be happy. Lovers of pleasures. And we live in the day when it's just as God said it would be, that people would be lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. And we live in the midst of that. In fact, in some of the Psalms, other, in some of the Psalms where this idea is mentioned that Jehovah is our portion, it's set over against the fact of looking at the world. Those that go after other gods. And how, and their, their folly. And we say in contrast with what we see is going on in the world, we look to Jehovah and we confess he is our portion. Now we may have many things. We read of what it was like for Jeremiah at this time. We read in the scriptures a number of places about the difficulties they've gone through and times of when they've had little. We have, we have, comparatively speaking, we have so much. And we do enjoy various pleasures. There's various things that we enjoy doing and have opportunities to be able to do. And we enjoy them. And yet we know we're not to set our heart on the things below. And that whatever we do, our heart is to be set on, on God. And to consider what would we do if the things we had were taken away? If they were gone? Would we be content with God alone? The fact that we have him. If we are content with God alone, then whatever happens we'll be patient we'll be patient in trials we won't despair because no matter what we go through we have God with us if we're not content with God alone then when things don't go our way, we'll very quickly be impatient. And we will get angry. And at times we will be having thoughts of despair. 
how important it is that our mind be directed to the fact that we have God. And certainly the Lord's Supper is directing us to that. Communion. Sometimes we refer to the Lord's Supper as communion. Our mind is directed to the sacrifice of Christ, what he has, the blessings he's purchased for us, and that he brings us into communion with God. And having him, we have all that we need. The Lord is our portion. He maintains our lot. We know that. And we're also to confess that. In this verse, it says, it doesn't just say, Jehovah is the portion of his people. But it says, the Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Which is in line with the Psalms when we sing that. That he's our inheritance, he's our portion. That we, not, we, we confess that as we sing praises to our God. Soon we'll read, when you have the Lord's Supper for him, soon we'll read, let everyone say in his heart thus. And we're familiar with that because we read that four times a year. It's important for us to say that in our heart. Let everyone say in his heart thus, Bless the Lord, O my soul. So that we say it in our heart. And that we say this in our heart is brought out in this verse 2. Because it says, The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Someone might say it with the mouth of his body and not mean it. But to say it in one's soul so that we really are saying it in our heart. For us really to say it in our heart. That's what we say we are doing. And indeed, we who have Christ in our heart, we really do say this. We're also exhorted to say this. Let everyone say in his heart thus, say this, say this in your heart. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Say this 
in your heart. The Lord is my portion. And to say that, and also in times of affliction, in times of difficulty, time when it might appear from a certain point of view as if all is lost. Yet, to keep our eye on the promise of God, to the faithfulness of God, the promise of God. Though we be among Babylonians, though that would be the case with the Israelites, whose mind would they be among the Babylonians whose mind is on things below and who would direct the Israelites to join them in their thinking. Yet, I will say, we confess, Jehovah is my portion. Christ is my head. I am directed by his spirit. When our flesh fails, my flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Now with Psalm 73, verse 26, we sang a versification of that psalm just a moment ago. When our flesh and heart faileth, God is the strength of my heart. And we say this not only with regard that others make this confession, but we say this is my confession. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. I may be among those who make the same confession as we are. And yet we also say, I myself make this confession myself. The Spirit of God has worked in me faith. Christ nourishes my soul. And I make this confession genuinely. Jehovah is my portion. And then we are to show our gratitude. And we come to the Lord's Supper as those who are resolved to show our gratitude. To show we delight to be with the saints. And that we delight to serve one another. And that we're resolved to walk in true love and peace with our neighbor. Not selfish. But so thankful to be delivered from bondage. And to be with the saints and to be able to serve the Lord with other saints. Such is our confession. And we who have made this confession, we, we hope 
we hope in our God. Therefore will I hope in him. And now when the subject turns to hope, that has to do with us looking towards the future. We not only confess that right now Jehovah is my portion, but then going forward, confident that Jehovah is my portion, confident that he will be with me, content having him. I look forward, we look forward, and hope in him, wait upon him. We understand hoping has to the idea of looking towards the future with confidence, not with doubt, even though we tend to use the word hope to express doubt, not when we're talking about hoping in God. When we use hope in that sense, we understand we're not talking about doubt. We know, we have no doubt that what God has told us is true. And we look forward, confident that he'll provide what we need. We hope in him. We say in this, I will hope in him. It's important that we confess from the heart, Jehovah is my portion, and that we also say, going forward, looking forward, not despairing, but saying, I will hope in him. Though the outward circumstances for a time stay the same, the captivity was going to be from a certain point of view a long time. It was going to be quite a few years before the, the Jews would come back, before the temple would be, would be built again. Though the outward circumstances seem to stay the same for a long time, some certain circumstances may stay the same for life, this life. Yet will we hope in our God. We walk by faith, not by sight. We hope in the one, even in, we hope in our God who chastens us. We hope in the very one who, who afflicts us. We know he afflicts us in love. We know he's our father. We don't run away from him. We go to him. And we trust in him. On what basis do we look forward with such confidence? We have our mind on the nature, the faithfulness of God. He's merciful. He's gracious. 
He's long-suffering. He speaks the truth. And our confidence, when our, we have confidence when we fix our mind on Jehovah rather than on the difficulties we face. When our mind is on whatever difficulties we face, and so that's what we tend to do. We have something that we want to be different. And we go over it and over it, and we keep thinking about it, and then we can start to get down, then we can start to have thoughts of despair. But when our mind instead is fixed on Jehovah God and his faithfulness, the love he has shown us in sending his son who died for us, the fact that he is light, the fact that with him we have light, even in time of darkness, that in him we have treasure, even in time of need, that he gives rest, even in times of trouble. We confess it's good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. That verse 26, two verses later. It's good for a man, it's good for me that I should both hope and quietly wait. Quietly, submissive, quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord, of which I am certain God is faithful. Our hope will not be frustrated. Our hope is in our God. He is our portion. He is our portion forever. May we magnify and praise his holy name. Amen. Let us pray. O oh Lord our God, O oh Lord our Father, our hope is in Thee. We're so thankful for Thy care of us, for the comfort that we do have in Thy Son. And as we now partake of the Lord's Supper, may our mind be directed to His perfect sacrifice, to Thy love for us, to Thy faithfulness, and may we, O oh Lord, glorify and praise thee. It is our desire to bless thee, our God. And we do say, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. May we glorify thee, may we be strengthened in our soul, and may we go forward in confidence, confessing that thou art our portion and doing so content and joyful in Jesus Christ our Lord. In his name we pray. Amen.